Hi everyone, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo, I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. All of my reviews can be found there in written form at Quipster.net, that's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. My podcast episodes can be found here, as well as at In Session Film. Search for In Session Film on whatever platform that you normally receive your podcasts, and you'll get some of my reviews exclusively there, too, along with J.D. Duran and Brendan Cassidy. In Session Film's one of the best podcasts out there for film lovers, so I do encourage you to check it out. InSessionFilm.com is where to go to get all of the details on how and when to download. For today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a film that I talked about somewhat briefly on one of the more recent episodes of Extra Film on In Session Film. It's called Gleason. It's a documentary that's out on VOD right now. It w- did have a very small theatrical run, too. It's R-rated because of language, although I do think that teens would find it absolutely fine if they don't mind bad language. Although some of the content may be a bit affecting for younger children or more impressionable teenagers who may have a hard time watching somebody with a debilitating disease. The runtime is an hour and 50 minutes. The film is centered around one man named Steve Gleason, but also features his wife, Michelle, his son, Rivers, and the director is Clay Tweel. It's a documentary film about the trials and some of the tribulations of that man, Steve Gleason. He is a former player from the NFL. He played for the New Orleans Saints, a safety, as well as a special teams player. He ended up retiring from football in 2008. A couple of years later, he was diagnosed with ALS, ALS being amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. Some people also call it Lou Gehrig's disease because he was one of the most prominent people to have gotten that disease. He came out with that diagnosis in 2011, pretty much just before learning that his wife, Michelle, was pregnant with their first child. He obviously was very happy about that, but knowing that the disease didn't have a cure and that those who are afflicted by it usually die within two to five years after diagnosis. He knew that his motor skills are, were going to begin to erode. He would eventually lose them altogether, including his ability to speak without some sort of technical assistance, and he would never be able to quite communicate or raise his son or even maybe even hold his son in the way that most fathers would get to, knowing that his odds for survival were pretty bleak and that recovery, at least as of this time, is completely unheard of. Steve Gleason sets about recording his life, really every moment of his life, with the assistance of a couple of his associates. He also began to make video logs while he still had a voice in order to impart his philosophies on life, on love, on fatherhood for his young son to watch someday when he could understand them, to appreciate them, to take them to heart. This is something that Steve Gleason himself did not receive much of, at least not as much as he would like from his own father. His father was someone who worried about himself seemingly much more than he did with his sons. He did expect his sons to think and act just like him. And Steve both wants and to some extent internally fears that his son will have his own mind about things. He wants him to have his own mind about things, even though he does hope that his son will take a lot of his instruction to heart and maybe it will help guide him toward having a happy and healthy life. The director of this film, as I mentioned, is Clay Tweel, and he should get a lot of kudos here because he sifted through about 1,300 hours of footage in order to winnow this material down into a movie under two hours. Tweel ends up finding a narrative thread within all of that footage, which is of fathers and sons, and that's the main theme of this film, to build upon for the thrust of what ends up being a very potent, a very heartbreaking, too, documentary experience. I don't think that anybody who watches this film will have a dry 
face by the end of it. It is that emotional. Now, Steve Gleason, in a desperate attempt to get better, there's a really heartbreaking scene here. He consents to go to a faith healer for his religious father who thinks that maybe a son's lack of faith, maybe the root cause of his ailment and getting right with God would help him to get healthy, I guess, again. You know, we have to watch Steve try to run with his reduced motor skills, and then he ends up inevitably stumbling. That's really heartbreaking. I think that that feeling of heartbreak is further compounded by a scene that happens later in the movie where we see Steve's toddler son named Rivers also running and then stumbling because he's just learning how to do it. And that really should cause most people who see it to muse on the fact that as Rivers is getting stronger and more confident with his body, his father's is absolutely eroding. So although the effects of ALS on Steve Gleason is the main reason for the making of this film, Clay Tweel concentrates more of what he ended up editing down to two hours into drawing out just who Steve Gleason is, independent of the disease too, his character, his resolve, his emotional connections with his family as well as his friends, and even showcases some of his flaws, some of his weaknesses too. One of the things that Steve Gleason and his wife Michelle channel their energy into, while they can anyway, is this charity organization, Team Gleason, in order to help others who are afflicted with ALS get the assistance that they so desperately need, especially during moments when Medicare and Medicaid would not cover the costs of the vast expenses required for that speech technology assistance. And one of the more heartbreaking things, too, among many in this film, is that there was a time when the funding in order to get the speech technology was cut, which if you think about it, if you were to not be able to move and you were not to be able to speak, all you could do was just move your eyes. How much of a living hell that would be to have everybody just push you around knowing that you were alive, but there's nothing that you can do or say in order to communicate anything to anyone. You just wake up, you'll live, you end up sleeping and rinse and repeat day after day, that would be unlivable for most people. So really, it's commendable that at great expense, this charity organization was able to get the funding necessary to cover a lot of these families who desperately need this. The other thing that Gleason ends up showcasing, we don't really get to see often in terms of debilitating diseases like ALS, is that it takes its toll on more than just one person who has it. I mean, we watch his family really affected by this. His wife, Michelle, goes from what we see it to be a relatively happy and energetic woman at the beginning of this film until one that looks like she can barely muster the energy to even just get up in the morning. She has to spend all of her days, all of her nights caring for not only a young person in Rivers, which in and of itself is a full-time job, but then her husband is only able to contribute a little bit, and, and that amount is less and less each given day, until ultimately Steve Gleason himself ends up becoming needier of her attention than his toddler son to get his basic necessities taken care of. So she has to raise a child but also care for a husband who really cannot do almost anything for himself. Even just going to the bathroom is a real chore in this film, as you come to find out. One of the most impactful scenes in this film is learning that he cannot even control his bowel movements and what that takes every single day, maybe several times a day, in order to take care of. If I were to grade this film independent of the emotional content of it, which I don't think most people will do, because I think most people who watch this film would think it is absolutely terrific and really fantastic, but, you know, if I were to sit back and grade this from a critical perspective, yes, you could claim that this is a patchwork way of putting all of the pieces together from all of this footage story-wise, 
Yes, maybe there are better documentaries from a technical standpoint that are out there. But I don't think that you're likely going to find any more moving emotionally than Gleason. If you at all have any humanity in you, and I'm sure most of you do, and if you don't, I don't want to know you, this is really something that will affect you greatly. I don't think that you'll ever be the same in terms of how you view people with ALS or view people with debilitating diseases like this that cause a lot of heartache and heartbreak for not only the person who has it, but also for entire families and communities. So while other films have tackled similar subject matter, I mean, we've seen parents with terminal diseases leave recordings for children in fictional narrative form in such films as My Life, that film from the 90s that had Michael Keaton, or also My Life Without Me, that Sarah Polly film. I don't think that anything in Hollywood really comes close to actually watching such devastation, seeing things devolve before our eyes, the utter heartbreak firsthand, and that's what I think uniquely is captured by Gleason. I highly recommend it. I'm going to give it three and a half stars out of four. I think that this is a good film. It doesn't answer all of the questions that you'll probably have or that will occur to you through the course of this movie. But in terms of putting out a very emotional film, I think that this really is as strong as it gets in 2016. So I highly recommend it. Three and a half stars out of four for Gleason. You can watch it on VOT today. Go to iTunes or Amazon or any place else where you stream or download your on-demand movies and check it out. I definitely think that uh, anybody who watches this movie will find it absolutely worthwhile. Three and a half stars out of four for Gleason. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. And if you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button. And while you're doing that, take a search for In Session Film, where you can find more of my reviews, along with J.D. Duran and Brendan Cassidy on the In Session Film podcast. Check out my website where you can find not only all of the latest reviews, but also you can go back to 20 years of back catalog of all of my opinions on various movies, classics, new releases, and everything in between at quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. 